The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, it's Mike Rogers with today's edition of The Welsh Wire. Now, here's Sherry. Today, we're here with Steve Owens. Steve is the Chief Lending Officer at Consumers Credit Union in Kalamazoo. Steve, welcome to The Welsh Wire. Yeah, hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here today. So tell us a little bit about Consumers Credit Union, Steve. Yeah, certainly. Um, Consumers Credit Union is West Michigan Bank, uh, West Michigan-based credit union. Um, we're headquartered here in, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It was founded in 1951 um, by employees of Consumers Energy, the, the energy utility, and that's kind of the legacy. But we are community charter now for uh, the lower peninsula of Michigan. Um, we have uh, close to 100,000 members wow. today and a billion dollars in assets. So we're a uh, a growing organization, not a huge financial institution, but um, certainly one that's getting to size where we have resources and we're, you know, always looking for new ways to, to grow and find new ways to serve our community. You bet. And definitely a leader here in West Michigan in the credit union business, for sure. For sure. So, Steve, you've been with the credit union for how many years now? Uh, I joined the credit union November 16th. 2009. Oh, so about eight years. Terrific. Um, yeah, and I joined uh, to to um, work on the commercial lending or the small business uh, services team, and I initially did that uh, for about seven or eight months, and then had the opportunity to work to lead all of the lending efforts at the credit union. So. We do. We try to do our fair share of consumer lending for new and used automobiles, uh, home equities, uh, credit cards, um, recreational vehicle loans. So, you know, l- lending is uh, is key to what we do. So that's the consumer lending tranche. We also do business lending. We serve small businesses based here in West Michigan. And we like to serve folks that derive their livelihood from their business. Oh, so yeah. yep. um, the banks are really good at the um, large corporations. Um, the banks are just excellent at serving um, those in- investors, maybe, mm-hmm. that are financing projects. Mm-hmm. But uh, we found a niche that uh, if you derive your livelihood from your business, um, we um, we found it a, a really good fit to finance growth and acquisition for those companies. Um, so you really are, are that sm- are members. Yeah, yeah, you really are a small business geared financial institution. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's your bread and butter. And then our third is uh, mortgage lending. So we help people build, buy, refinance their homes in in the best way possible. So we're excited about all those. West Michigan and, and Michigan entirely uh, over the past eight years. It's just been a fantastic market, and we love being a part of the, this community and helping it grow. Absolutely, and you've done <clears throat> so, so well with that. You have, uh, as the chief lending officer, you're really kind of a sales guy, aren't you? I mean, you, it's a lot of what you do with sales, which is what makes it so interesting, I think, when we're with the topic you and I are going to talk about mm-hmm. today, being innovation, um, you're passionate 
about innovation and fostering a culture of innovation, which is so interesting on two levels to me. One, because you don't think of a service-based business as being driven through innovation. Most mm-hmm. people don't think of they think of innovation yeah. as having to do with the manufacturing or engineering, some an organization that develops a product rather right. than a service, right? So that's interesting. The other piece of it I find interesting is you're a sales guy. Sales guys aren't always the idea guys or the innovators necessarily. They're the ones that are taking that innovation and taking it to market. Mm-hmm. So how did this come to be that you're the champion for innovation here? Well, I as you look at our industry, um, they're in, in financial services, and basically we're, we're mission-focused, and the mission of the credit union is to improve the financial well-being of our members. That money is a, the ultimate commodity, right? And what we do is we borrow it from our members and pay them a, a dividend or interest on that, and then we lend it back out to our members. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, the, yeah, it, it, it's most basic level, but there are uh, 20,000 institutions and, and probably more in the United States that are capable of doing that and are pretty good at it. So Absolutely. How do you deliver real value to our members and differentiate yourself? So you have to do it um, in a better way, mm-hmm. and it can be um, just just con- convenience, ease, a different delivery model, and they, these are the areas of our um, organizations and our products and services where that you know and. and where innovation lives and thrives and needs to be fostered. Yeah. So, so in, t- in thinking about innovation, you're thinking we're a credit union like so many other credit unions I- in mm-hmm. many ways, right? What would make us different mm-hmm. in that space? Is that what kind of drove the innovation for you? And how did you become the champion of it being the chief lending guy? Yeah, that's a great question. And it, I guess I'm embarrassed to say I focus on it. Um, well, I believe in it, right? I, I honestly believe we, if we do not find a better way to deliver solutions to our members, others will, and we will not be relevant uh, five years from now. Um, it doesn't happen overnight, but unless you have a portfolio of innovation, is the way I think about it, is, is a, I kind of correlate it to investing. And unless you make investments in innovation, um, and test and learn from those investments. Uh, some of them will um, succeed and flourish, and you actually bring those innovations into your core, and they'll become a part of who you are. But unless your organization has a routine of developing those, you, you're just going to become irrelevant. You'll be passed yeah. by. Yeah, yeah. So for you, you have some passion about that. About- so I believe in it. Yeah. And it's the duality. I I think I'm pretty good at it, but on the other hand, I wonder if it's actually a weakness of mine, you know, because we're all creatures of habit. That's the way we've always done it. And I don't know that I question why enough. So it's, it's a self-development tool. Um, if it's not necessarily a strength of mine, then make it a high priority and really focus on it and, and, Force myself to learn more about it and, and and how to how to foster that culture of innovation. Right, right. Well, it sounds like it is a strength of yours. I think you're being humble in saying that. I mean, obviously, the organization has entrusted you to be the champion for it because you are passionate about it. It's interesting. I mean, just the fact that you say 
you know, need to work on that, need to develop that, need to continue to grow in that area, maybe I'm not the best at it that I could be, that orientation toward continuous improvement in being an innovator, in leading innovation probably pushes you, expands the boundaries all the time for new and different things, and probably pushes the people that you lead in that work too. So along the way, you you started cultivating that culture through something that you call the idea factory, mm-hmm. right? So tell us what that is. Yeah, that's interesting, and it's evolved. Um, by no means is my idea. The, the, the best are borrowed from elsewhere. Um, but the idea factory began as um, – honestly, we sent uh, – one of our partners, we sent a team of individuals – uh, they participated in like a 24-hour contest, innovation contest, and um, they had a lot of fun, and it was productive, and um, they didn't win it, but um, it was a great experience. And so we learned from that, sure. and we brought it back. And, How long um, ago was that? When did geez, that start? That was uh, four, four years ago, at okay. least. Yeah, four or five years ago. So that is really the trigger what got me thinking about what are we doing at Consumers Credit Union to foster innovation. I really started to learn and read what I could about that. Mm -hmm. And um, so running an event, an innovation event, a contest, is one way to help foster the culture. But innovation is not an event. It is a dynamic process it's a discipline and it and i love to use the terminology foster a culture of innovation because culture is tough to define but the mm-hmm. but the definition that i embrace is culture is how uh, our team acts when they're not being told what to do mm-hmm. and maybe there's nobody around watching mm-hmm. um how are they acting at that moment that will define your culture. So uh, r- running a contest is is one iteration of fostering this culture. And but, have you so have you run contests? Oh, have, yeah. Okay. So just about every year we've run at least one. Idea Factory has evolved. So at one point it was basically a social media site where people could post ideas. Okay. They were voted on by their peers. Um, and we had thousands of ideas from can we put a basketball court in a parking lot for employees to use to great idea to new ways to deliver um, you know mortgage solutions to members through a you know a new so related to the company related to the community related to the employees it was a little uh, bit of nothing, everything nothing's out of bounds there's no bad ideas. Mm-hmm. Except for the ones that are bad. No. <laughs> Except for the ones I say are bad. <laughs> no. And, it, and that, it, honestly, the way I'm wired, that is one of the most difficult things for me is when I hear something, I guess I'm wired as problem solver. When I hear oh, somebody okay. float an idea, I have to be disciplined at asking five questions before I jump to a conclusion. And I'm just – I'm a loan underwriter. I see – Bad things happen when people give me scenarios. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, this uh-huh. is how that could go wrong. Right. Um, this is how I'm wired. Yeah. And um, so in in fostering innovation, you have to ask clarifying questions. Yeah. Um, 
I can give you – so you asked about what does this look like. It's looked like a message board. It's looked like, a you know, a, a electronic bulletin board. We've done a physical idea boxes. We've done – And those were the um, early days of oh, starting sure. it. You, you started out with that competition and then rolled out into message board and idea boards and right. those kind of things. And everyone's throwing everything in the – everything yeah. with the kitchen sink in there, which is great because mm-hmm. you've sparked the creativity – and you've given an opportunity for people to be heard, mm-hmm. their ideas to be shared, which probably naturally stirred creativity throughout the whole organization as people read that and saw what others were posting, right? Yeah. It gets conversation ingenuity going. It gets more ingenuity. It helps. The contests are neat because people volunteer to, to serve on team. We've done it where there's been teams of four. We've done it when there have been teams of two. We've done it where we've assigned them a challenge and they've worked on it. We've done it where they've developed their own idea and worked on it. So we've just – it's – my mantra for this is I, I love to embrace the terminology. To, rather than um, success or failure, let's run an experiment and see what we can learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you – it's it's much – you know, when you say it's safe to fail, that – yeah, I just I'd, – I'd rather not – I'd rather not even associate the word failure with it. I'd rather say, what did we learn from that right. experiment? Right. Um, you can take something can good away from that. I get more excited about that. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and you're, you know what? Your team, I bet, can get more excited about that too, knowing that no matter what they try, if it doesn't end up the way the hypothesis was set for it to end – We've learned something along the way that we can use the next time in doing this or that differently. I think that's Precisely. excellent. Yeah, and it and so the um, yeah it, 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 it and you and you can test, you can experiment in small. It doesn't have to be grandiose. Um, sure, you can test uh, a, a mobile app idea. You don't have to have a developer. You know, spend three million dollars on developing one. You can do it uh, on storyboard in a group of ten people right. and knock it out in six hours. You can literally test it. Um, so there's just you, you learn new ways to do things. I think the way we run Idea Factory itself is a test and learn. Sure, we run it one. We run thirty day contests. We run a sixty day contest. We do it as a message board. It's all test and learn. Um, and figure out, wow, that was a wild success. Why don't we try changing this and see how, how that works? Right. Or we were disappointed in, in how that went. Um, let's, let's see if we can run it a different way. You just have to be open to changing things. Right. Along the way, you've evolved. You mentioned over the, over the last four or five years how you do things, too. Have you defined a process for when a great idea comes forward, say, out of a message board or out of a leadership meeting or, you know, maybe out of people sitting around having coffee mm-hmm. in your great, you know, employee area here in your in your offices? And someone brings it to you and you say, this needs to go through the idea factory process. Is there a process like that that you've defined for really taking a look at? Mm-hmm. Is this marketable? Could we make this happen? Yeah, idea factory is a a great vehicle. It's it's not where all the innovation at the company gets pushed. Um, the the idea is you, and and we should define innovation. It's different than invention. Yeah, innovation is just finding a better way. Yeah, um, it might. You know, and, and better's, um, 
subjective. It could be better for the member and a better member experience, but it might cost us more to do it that way. Is that an innovation? Yeah. If the if the value proposition, if that's a competitive differentiator, the, the way we're going to do it now, even though it costs us more to do it, it's going to win us more business if it's going to deliver just an outstanding experience for the member. That's an, innov- that's an innovative uh, way to think. You know, you're thinking about a new way to do it that's going to deliver higher value. That's innovation. It's just asking why. Why are we doing it this way? How could we how can we do it better? Right. So you, I love to have how can we conversations. Yeah. You mentioned five questions well, or just a, a the, handful of questions that, that you asked to kind of probe at. Clarifying. Yeah. To, to clarify and get a better handle on would this be an idea mm-hmm. worth pushing a little bit further? What What are those questions that you ask? What do you look at and consider? Oh, I just, I have to be disciplined to ask open-ended questions. And uh, I mean, ultimately, I guess I kind of referring back to the five whys um, of the, I think I read it in, from, from Deming. I'm not, not sure if I'm quoting the right um, management uh, guru. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the idea is um, before you draw assumptions, I, my go-to question is, how can we? When when okay. somebody says, uh, "Well, you know that that's that's not possible," um, you know the the we have a borrower that has this scenario, and this is you know this is their this is their goal, this is their priority, their priorities, you know, just to get the property, or is it rate, or is it term, is it payment? What's what's their priority? Um, and then how can we design? Um, a, a loan that can fit their goal, right? Um, and so, questions, just open-ended questions, help me understand um, why we're doing it this way, and just drilling down with those why questions. Um, again, you, I'm, you know, I mean, the way I'm wired, it's just cherry. I have to be disciplined in that oh, because the way I'm wired, you're a no to guy think, <laughs> to think I know the answer. Right. And to jump three steps ahead yeah. and and deliver a solution when, yeah, I, I've just found it very beneficial to to listen myself and yeah. sharpen my listening skills, and I I think it's all related. I think it's related to innovation. I wanted to jump back. You asked me a, sure. a question. I think is pretty important. Is what happens to these? Um, so ideas inside this idea factory uh if we run a contest like uh in in february we ran a contest and we had four groups present there were aspects of every one of those groups that presented we we did identify one winner this isn't um you know a situation where everybody gets a trophy we've got a winner (laughs) (laughs) um and one one winning team they're rewarded with recognition and some some financial reward too, nice. Um, and then uh, that idea, uh, we're, we're going to test and learn, and it gets incorporated in into our. It fits in our strategic plan, um, so it gets elevated to um, a company wide level. It gets resources dedicated to it, um, and there were aspects of every single one of the presentation contest ideas from this go round in February that ended up getting incorporated in different areas of our strategic plan this year. Outstanding. So mm-hmm. will you make that February 
contest an annual thing, or is it an annual thing for you right so now? That's a great question. I mean, last year we ran one contest, mm-hmm. and it lasted six months. This year, and it had teams of four. Uh, this year we thought, well, let's run four contest with shorter duration. Okay. Um, so we announced the contest in January. We selected our teams. They worked on their project for the month of February. They presented in early March. Um, we are, it's, I mean, it's dynamic. I think we're going to run something similar for May and, and June. Um, I really, I'm chomping at the bit to do a like a, I would love to do a 24-hour contest mm-hmm. where you come in on, um, say, eight o'clock on a Thursday, and you work on with a team of people for 24 hours, and you present Friday morning. Um, I think that'd be kind of fun and cool. Yeah, that would um, be fun. But you could do it for. You could just do a 12-hour contest, right, where, you, sure. where it's kind of a sprint and it's all in one day. Yeah. I mean, there's um, a lot of different ways you could – There's a million just... ways you can structure yes. it. So uh, the the four contests that we run in 2018, we know we'll do that. Mm-hmm. But what they look like um, and who participates in them, is it just employees? Um you know, we've had discussion. What other stakeholders uh, should we incorporate? Members? Should we incorporate community business leaders? Sherry, you could maybe participate in one of them. I I don't know. Right, um, right. But you're keep, thinking keep big an and differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about how to do it. And the point is that you're staying on task of putting innovation in the forefront all the time mm-hmm. with with these contests, with your idea boards, with talking about it all the time, because it seems like innovation through the idea factory is becoming just part of your DNA. And this is this is how we do it here at Consumers Credit Union. That's the goal. Um, I think so these uh, – building that culture, the contest is not um, – the innovation, uh, the, the the contest is just a tool. I think there's got to be a lot of other efforts um, to build that culture so that the people are always behaving. And, and honestly, I think that's a challenge for me is to figure out. I would there are great ideas being generated and positive, innovative changes being made every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I would love to figure out a great way. To recognize those and celebrate those, because yeah. I I know you know I've got people who just with their nose to the grindstone, they're making these great wins every day, mm-hmm. and we're not doing a great job of celebrating them. The Idea Factory allows for that public recognition and celebration a little bit, but I yeah. think that's a key part of the culture that we could definitely improve on is figure out how to uh, recognize and celebrate. Just all the 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 and 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 motivate people to to ask how can this be done in a better way? Right. So it it takes a discipline. Yeah. Well. Well. You've started it. The point is mm-hmm. you've started it. Now, Idea Factor Two could be more of that. How do we right. recognize that on a day to day basis? Now that we have people thinking about that all the time, that's outstanding. Let me shift gears a little bit and ask you. So, what has this culture of innovation, the Idea Factory? All of that work, what has that meant for your employees? Mm -hmm. And then also, what has that meant for new hires, new recruits to the organization? Does it make a difference to the employees and to new recruits that you do this? Yeah, great question. Um, 
Sherry, I think that, uh, I mean, just so I can start with myself selfishly. Mm-hmm. It's given me exposure and access to um, teams of employees and individuals throughout this organization that I just normally wouldn't interact with. Um, Which is great. The the way we ran, it is absolutely, it's wonderful. The the um, Another component of this contest is we have uh, the, this last iteration. We chose um, leaders in the organizations to serve as mentors or sponsors for the mm-hmm. different teams. So mm-hmm. it gave, and, and they weren't in their business unit. So mm-hmm. it, it fosters collaboration across business lines. Um, mm-hmm. And that's important for those folks to build relationships with uh, peers and leaders in other lines of business. Because we have, like all organizations, we have our own silos. So I found sure. that making sure that uh, the talent is it's cross-pollination. Um, so everybody involved um, is engaged with people they're not normally engaged with. They're learning, mm-hmm. everybody. Um, and then... You know, direct feedback from participants is they love getting the exposure to their peers. They Mm -hmm. love getting exposure to the executive management. And Mm -hmm. um, Kit, our CEO, he's passionate about this, too. Of course he is. He loves the project. He loves to engage with these teams and uh, loves to ask those probing questions and learn from these experiments that they're running. Right. So Um, the employees have to feel very engaged, I would guess. By participating in this process and and feel validated and mm-hmm. important you, that you care about their ideas, care enough to listen to them and actually implement them mm-hmm. and put them to good use. You, you don't just put them in an idea box and we'll look at them once a month. You know, we we run these through the mill. We take this seriously. Mm-hmm. I would think they would feel very very engaged and validated that they're wor- they're feeling like they have good worth. Right. Yeah. To be a part of this organization, it's their it's good moment. Value. It, it's their moment to shine too, yeah. and it, it's amazing sometimes. Uh, either throughout the month that they're working on the project, uh, it might be, um, but they, you know, might give them an opportunity to show they have a particular talent for uh, analysis, or that they have uh, great presentation skills. Right. It could, I mean, it could be any number of things we discover. Um, things about our team that we didn't know. Right. And it's not just Steve Owens learning these things. It's chief executive. It's the leadership team. Everybody's being exposed to this. And I just love interacting with mm-hmm. our team because I'm always surprised at the the talent that we have here. It's just amazing. And I'm right. really impressed. So when you're attracting new talent, you're interviewing, you're recruiting. Do you talk about the idea of factory at all and the culture of innovation? Do you bring that into the conversation or look for someone who's got an orientation to do well mm-hmm. and support that part of your culture? I have not um, made it a practice to talk about that program in interviews, but when I'm uh, discussing, I like to, to frame it as a best fit conversation mm-hmm. with a candidate. Uh, I expect a candidate to be interviewing Consumers Credit Union and the people here as strongly as we're talking to them. Yeah. Because it has to be a mutual decision. You bet. Um, I do try to ask some open-ended questions about um, whether or not they enjoy or uh, whether it's a a routine from them to – 
look for a continuous improvement. Right, um, because your best hires would probably be folks who have that continuous improvement orientation right. and could contribute and easily fit in to that part of your culture, I would right. think. Yeah. Look, so I look for learners, um, great, you know, great positive attitudes, learners, people that will ask, how can we mm-hmm. not tell me why they can't? Yeah, right. Um, so right. that's what I try to discern in yep. uh, in an interview. But no, that's it's interesting, Sherry. I haven't communicated anything to candidates about our. Idea I would program. think for the mm-hmm. right hire, they would light up mm-hmm. to hear about the that's idea factory point. and what you know what, what you're doing here with that. So let me ask you in closing, Steve. What would you recommend to leaders who say, "This is great stuff." I would love to develop more of a culture of innovation. Have that be part of the DNA in my organization. And we're not, we're not inventors by trade. You know, we're, we're not a manufacturing or we don't do a product. We're a service industry, but we want to be innovators too. How would you recommend that they start on that journey? It took, for me, it started just reflecting on how do we change? How easy or difficult is it? To change something we do, to just t- pick a process mm-hmm. or a procedure, ask yourself, you know, do a innovation audit and ask yourself, how easy is it, or and what what is the what's the experience like for somebody to to make a change to a process? Does it happen quickly? Does it happen just top down? It, oftentimes, it it in my experience, it takes a vice president or a chief. To um, you know, look at a process. Say, well, that that doesn't make any sense. Why are we doing it that way? Well, it's because that's the way we've always done it. We'll start doing it this way. Isn't that better? Yeah, yeah, it's better. And we've known that that would have been a better way to do it for the last five years. If if that's how change happens in your organization, then you know uh, you need to empower that team mm-hmm. um, to make suggestions. And guess what? Um, Frame it as an experience. Mm-hmm. You don't Good. have to change the way you're doing something completely. You can say, great, how can we test that change? Right. So you've empowered them. It. Yeah, you've empowered them. How can we? How can we test yep. that mm-hmm. and see if it works? How, how can we? Can we do that for a week and see if that's really an improvement and see if there's something we haven't thought of that's a consequence? And it's a change management routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can actually build, I mean, depending on your industry, you know, d- kind of dictates the um, the amount of documentation and um, just structure you have to have around change sure. management. Sure. There's some aspects of our business that we we just can't change. Well, we have regulatory uh, and, and our, and, and, and um, you know, parameters that right, we have to work with. Um, but there's uh, many aspects of what we do where... We, we can be quite liberal on what we can test and, and learn from. Of course, absolutely. And we skipped over, I think, an important step in there, too, um, which is probably just inherent in the process for you. You talked about empowering people to bring those ideas forward. But as leaders in the organization who are maybe used to driving decisions or saying how things are going to be done, you've got to be in an attitude of listening and be open to hearing those suggestions to be validating those, to be asking those good questions. How could we do that? Maybe the five whys and trusting them to develop a hypothesis and allow them to test because empowering them to come up with them is great. But if you're not willing to listen, 
and maybe help them formulate a good hypothesis, it could go nowhere. Right. But you do that well here. Yeah, and rather than, you know, so that it's not all going to work out. And when it no. doesn't, you have to you have to say, great, what did we learn from that? Right. And uh, what are we going to do differently next time? Absolutely. And and that's that. It's it's safe. You, you, you gain consensus there and you move on. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's helped us kind of foster that culture. Um, yeah. So the keys are really to empower. Mm-hmm. It's not top-down. It's everyone in the organization. Empower everyone. Listen. Develop some good hypothesis and recognize that there's really no such thing as failure. We're going to learn from everything, although every idea may not be fully implemented. There are good lessons and good good learning that happens along the way that helps us do what we do better every day. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. And Thanks, you've done Sherry. it so well. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you today on The Welsh Wire. We're here with um, Steve Owens, and he is our Chief Lending Officer at Consumers Credit Union. Before we wrap up, Steve, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask if our listeners are excited about this idea and they want to get in touch with you. How can they reach you if they want to ask you a question? Is email best or call you? What's what's best for you, Steve? Yep. E- email is probably best. That's steve.owens, O-W-E-N-S, at consumerscu.org. And then um, my office line is 269-488-1770. Welcome to call or uh, shoot an email. I'd be glad to answer any questions. Thanks again, Sherry. Appreciate Super. it. Super. Thank yeah. you, Steve, for being with us today on The Welsh Wire. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.